0: Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 76, but we ain't counting episodes anymore. We're just naming them, all right? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. The episode starts. Get ready, people, right now. you used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. You hear that? That means I got a cold. That means this voice is deep. That means this week, ladies and gentlemen, on this Sports Debate Tuesday, along with my man, Rob, keep it. Say it with me. Keep it. McLean. McLean. I am Jason DeBeas. And today we don't have a high pitched voice. Today we got two deep voices because Jason got the cold, but don't got the Rona. And Rob is just naturally like that. Ladies, beware of the baritone. (laughs) Yo, hell of a card this weekend. Didn't know it was free. Didn't know I I didn't have to pay for it. We got to pay for this one coming up. Uh, Man, your Knicks still look good. I mean, even the games they lose, they fight. You know, you never, you, I mean, they're, they're just entertaining as hell to watch. Uh, we're going to pick our winners for this week because I never saw two people between Kamaru Uzman and Kobe Covington at one of each other so freaking bad. Uh, to shame or not to shame, got a special one quick question. But, Rob, first things first, we bring you, of course, to the NFL. We are neck deep in our season, and there are a lot. There were a lot of great games with, and any some even better upsets. Right, um, it's been quite the roller coaster. From Najee Harris giving the Steelers ninety-one stingy yards, the, they really, really needed that. Ben Roethlisberger pulled out the win against the Browns, though Baker Mayfield showed me something. I really liked the way he played. You know, at the end, um, Calvin Ridley. And definitely walking away from the game, you know, um, um, let me tell you something, mental, mental illness is a real thing, man. Sometimes you kiss millions goodbye because you got to take care of yourself. Um, and maybe if you and I want to touch on that at the end of this, we could do that. But my question to you, Rob, my question to you is which game entertained you the most? Out of all of these games that that had us out of our seat, which one stood out to you?
1: So I know it's a while ago, but uh, that Thursday night game against the, Pac- uh, the Packers and the Cardinals, you know, I thought that was uh, a preview of what we're going to see in the NFC Championship uh, at the end of the year. So I think uh, that's going to be uh, – and it was a really exciting game. It wasn't high scoring like a lot of the games been this year. So it was good defense as well as some good offense. And, uh, yeah, you know, without uh, Devontae Adams, um, Aaron Rodgers still came in and uh, put a hurt on the 7-0 and uh, Cardinals defense is playing great. So – I think it was one of the best games I saw all
0: week. Yeah, man. Did you see the end? Like that guy, it's so crazy. He didn't even turn around. The, the one that turned around was the right, the defender, man. And um, I'm sure they've made that throw a million times. But th- that, I mean, the receiver's got to whip his head around. There's no way. He's a vet. He's a vet. Yeah, there's that, no man. way. Who was that? Was that AJ Green? Mm-hmm. He should know better, man. He, 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 got, mm-hmm. he gets throws like that from Andy Dalton all the time. Man nah, I don't I, I don't like that one. Let me play with my volume a bit. Uh, all right, that's better. But yeah, I really like that game and you're right. Uh, Thursday's game' very easy to ignore because it was Thursday seemed so long ago when you looked at all the Sunday night games and even Monday night if you're even if you're not a Giants fan, that was a fun game to watch last night. Rob McLean, my most entertaining game this week, the one that tickled my funny bone was the New York Jets. These guys have victories over two high-quality teams. They only have two wins. I think I believe they're two and five, but they're two wins against the Tennessee Titans, a fully loaded Tennessee Titans, right? And the Cincinnati Bengals, who are who both and I agree were just rolling, right? They're they're totally hitting their stride, like murking the competition in their conference. Beat the Buffalo Bills, right? Beat the Kansas City Chiefs. No way, you and I would oh, I thought the Jets, um, the Jets would come out with this. wasn't even on our pick six. wasn't even worthy of, worthy of our notice, but. I look at this guy, and someone says this, term, the name Mike White. You know what I said? To quote Conor McGregor, I said, Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I'll tell you who Mike White is Mike White from Western Kentucky was 37 for 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two, two, two picks. And, but, and also caught a two point conversion on a, on something we call the affectionately referred to as a Philly special. He's the first Jets quarterback to throw for 400 plus yards since the year 2000. I go back. I go back that far. That was probably Vinny Testaverde. and, And you know, people will check that later for us. Um, and he's also in second in debut as far as quarterback first game, um, in total yards. Cam Newton, I remember, uh, threw for four hundred and twenty-two his opening game. So this this kid came out of nowhere. Is he a flash in the pan? We all believe so. But for this weekend, and, and if not for only this weekend, he, he he just might be their guy. You know, Johnson was good too, right? Uh, um, the guy came mm-hmm. in a little bit for him, um, ransom yards and. I think he also threw a touchdown pass as well. So make mind the New York Jets this weekend. We got a lot of great matches coming up this week too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So before we go on the topic too, which is our pick six, let's talk about Ridley. Um, none of us saw that coming. Not at all. Yeah, just.
1: Not at all. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in football that we really don't talk about. And, and you know, a lot of the – uh NFL football stories, NFL football life, you know, a lot of those guys are coming out. Even Calvin Johnson talked about it in his uh, Hall of Fame speech, you know, that, you know, there's a lot, there's there's a lot that goes on and it's not that he wants to, or these guys want to discredit the league, you know, they, they love football, but at the end of the day, they still have to deal with the repercussions of the actions that maybe other people are making for them, you know, the, you know, that's, that's. Tell when doctors say hey just take this but they don't say you know they don't ask how long you've been taking this you know how many you know how many how many you know pills you pop this time you know it's it those aren't the questions being asked you know it's, it's there's absolutely zero oversight so i just think it's just a little bit of transparency you know when you're talking about people or you know the the you know the entertainment business because the people are the the actual part like the pieces of entertainment you need to take care of them just like they're a piece of equipment. You know, you can't just un- like ungrease a piece of equipment. You know, you need to, and by greasing a piece of equipment is not putting painkillers in front of them, it's helping them to actually get over injuries because injuries do have a mental effect on you as well. You know, so, yeah. but is, it's sad that, to see, but
0: yeah and that's crazy because we had a conversation before the podcast started about um uh, acknowledging what's uh, how real science is but at the same time making your own personal decisions like well, you, you you just gave a great example like if you're hammering your thumb do you take um pain medication to relieve the pain or do you stop hammering your thumb <laughs> right like if you have high blood pressure um do you get do you do you Get a little bit more garlic in your life, or are you quick to just pop a Norvask, you know, and this and that, you know? And some of these things are also have more scientific uh, um, um, circumstances that go beyond our level of maintenance, right? Like high cholesterol. I, it's crazy. I understand that's um, some of it's hereditary. You get it from your auntie or something. That's 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 nuts. So, um, well, again, I would yeah. say
1: that that's a choice. Yeah. And these guys, you know, in a very traumatic space, yep. saying, you know am I going to make money this week or not for yeah. my family being yep. told that yeah. this is your option as opposed to don't do it anymore. You, yeah. There is no option in the NFL of don't do it anymore. No. You know?
0: So no.
1: I would say it's a I, little, Do you think they structure- I get what you're saying? But a little no, you different. go first. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you good. I'm just saying, I get what you're saying. A little different because these are actually people's livelihoods that, again, aren't just themselves. You know, there's many people that are connected to the things that they have to make. And these are the decisions that they have to, to think about in a split second of <laughs> Do I want to take painkillers to take away this pain? Because, hey, that's going to feel nice and my, family, and my family gets paid and I get to play football and I get to be with my friends and I get to, like, you know, be a person and experience life. Or do I have to make this tough decision and change everything just to feel better? Right. Is, it, is my feeling really that important? That's, again, all these things have to happen in a split second of a yes or no. You know, and you're being told, hey, take these bills. You know, they'll help you. They'll get you through. It's, it's, a, it's a very, it's, it's a tough environment to be in, you know.
0: This is why contract restructuring and contract negotiations are so important, you know. You see um, in mixed martial arts, combat sport, which is every bit as, um, as far as brain trauma and, and, and putting your body through the runger, the wringer, um, just every bit as um, heightened as football. You agree? Before I, before I say something next, combat, uh, mixed martial arts, football, kind of on the same keel as far as pain is concerned and pain management. Yes. Yeah. So, I like that these people are getting uh, certain contracts where they're getting these big money fights, and you notice people are retiring early, earlier, uh, um, in the sport of um, mixed martial arts. Andrew Luck, you know, what I'm saying he got a five year deal, and he was like, you know what, I don't need three hundred million. I got one hundred and fifty. I'm good. You know, I want to be able to read to my kids. You know, Stanford graduate. You know, put some put two and two together. So um so i I just wanted to touch on that because i knew you you and i were kind of big on um people taking care of themselves you know and 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 without us even knowing the details we are we we applaud them already and we don't even know we don't even know the facts behind it it's like look you can't you can't be out there unsure you're gonna get hurt (laughs) you know you're gonna get hurt even worse so
1: i just think it's more that this person had all this opportunity that he that he gave to himself through his whole life, you know, and he's making the decision to step away from that. Uh, and I think we should all understand how incredibly difficult that situation is. You know, at least take a, maybe take a little second, step in his shoes for a second and, and understand that if you've been pushing yourself for your whole life and you're at the pinnacle of that dream and you are there, you're drafted, you're one of the best. I mean, you're literally uh, the top receiver and you're, you're one of the best in the game. You know, there's only, what, 50 receivers, 60 receivers in the NFL. Like, you're one of the top 100 wide receivers in the world. And he's one of the best of them, you know, uh, to say and step away from that. Calvin Johnson, all yeah. pro, all world, best wide receiver all time. I'll just say that now. If you want to find me on it, cool. Let's talk about it. But he's there. He's in that conversation. Yep. He stepped away in his prime. Not, let me get traded, let me find a new situation. Stepped away from the game in his prime. Yeah, they actually asked him to give him money back because he just got a signing
0: bonus.
1: (laughs) That's how abrupt it was because he couldn't even move his ankle. He couldn't flex his ankle. He couldn't walk upstairs. He had to walk basically like he had a boot on for three years in the league. And he said, you know what, I'm over that. And that started a process of him getting better. You know, so it's like, I don't want to, again, I don't want to toss down the league, but – you know, if, if it wasn't for the money, I'm sure these guys would have a lot more to say about what they need as a, in, in a, in being healthy football players. And you look what happens with this league right now. I mean, there's so many injuries. To, it's not even fun to watch. No. I mean, there's a lot of teams that it's hard to watch those games because it's the quality of play is, is, is lower. Um, Diluted. So,
0: yeah. Okay. It's
1: definitely lower.
0: Yep. Well, cool, man. That closes the door. Um, albeit temporarily, but at least for now, for topic one, topic two, I bring you to the NFL pick six. Rob McLean, last week, I enlisted my friend Wendy Jones of the Optimist Journal. I don't have her picture, but I'll put it up on the edit, and I'll, and I'll say something like, there she is right there, um, <laughs> like I'm doing now. Ladies and gentlemen, Wendy Jones was a perfect six and O on our pick six. <laughs> she freaked out when she found out because she's not into this gangster stuff like we are. But um, she does watch every sport. You know, she's one of those power moms and theoptimistjournal.com, dot com health and health and wellness, being better versions of yourself, healing, um, life coaching. That that is the woman. Period. That's and I was just gonna say that's the man. I'm like, but you know. You, I mean, you you use a, a woman. You ain't a man, but you know what I mean, right? So um, pick six, Rob. This week, we got Derek Zimmerman. Um, he's, he hasn't sent me the picks yet, but he will tonight. So let's start with topic um, NFL pick six, game one. We have the New York Jets. We have J-E-T, Jets, 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 visiting the Indianapolis Colts. One team's mm-hmm. reeling. One team's got a little bit of momentum, so I thought it was pretty adequate for our pick six. Who do you got? Sure.
1: I'm gonna go with the Colts. You know, they look great last week and uh, you know, I think the Jets probably all fall off.
0: <laughs> I think so too, because that look, that took um what we would call an effort for them to win that game and I don't see the sustainability. There's a reason why they're two and five. They're only able to do that twice and and the Titans game took overtime and to their credit. I mean I'm a wins a wins a win, right? Because that's the same thing we say when the Jets lose. Um, yeah, gotta go with the Colts on this one, I think Wentz. Wentz is going to have a field day with play action, and um, yep, that's my pick. So we have the Raiders visiting the G-Men, the New York Giants. Before you, you give your pick, I want to convey my personal disgust that Halloween was on a Sunday this week, weekend, and the Raiders had a bye. How are you going to not have the Raiders play on Halloween when uh, I I maybe the answer to that is every week, every Sunday is Halloween, but I was really looking forward to seeing some of those costumes and this and that and the fanfare and the nostalgia of being a Raiders fan on Halloween. Shame on them. That should have been a shame. Uh, Who you got? G-Men hosting, hosting the Raiders. Uh, I've met life. The the Giants have played
1: really well and uh, it really depends on who's going to be healthy. Yeah. Um, if, if I knew that, that Saquon Barkley would be healthy, Gallaudet would be healthy, um, Sterling Shepard, he might be out again. I mean, we have no receivers, so I, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders because they've been playing great football too. Um, yeah. And the Giants, you know, they just don't have the talent base to, to keep up with the injuries that, that we've sustained. So I'm going to have to go with the Raiders here, but I think it's still going to be a good game.
0: I do too. Um, I'm picking the Raiders, but I got, I got a, a side note that the New York Giants, uh, despite their win-loss record are out there, they're fun to watch because you never see them stop playing. You see them chasing guys all the way. You never see them taking their foot off the gas pedal, and Daniel Jones is out there taking hits for his team. Uh, with that being said, the Raiders, they had a lot of stuff to figure out in the beginning of the season, and they were able to, to squeeze out some wins figuring it out. And now that they figured it out, I got to go with the Raiders on this one. They're just too deep. They're
1: killing it right now, I
0: think. Yep. We have the Cleveland Browns. Visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, sorry, Mayfield I'll go first sure? on that one. No, yeah, i go, I go first. Assume. Uh don't know how healthy Chubb is. Don't know how healthy Baker Mayfield is. Don't know what Odell Beckham Jr.'s problem is. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he's he's his father's complaining he don't he don't get the ball, but when it when he gets the ball in these in these third and third and Long situations, and he gets balls thrown at his hands. He's not catching it. So you and act like a diva, man. You got to play like a diva. You can't be a primadonna and lose. You could be a primadonna and win. And, and Baker is doing an ex and the, the head coach are doing an excellent job to make sure that that kind of drama doesn't seep into the team because uh, um, they're doing really, really well. But uh, I got to go with the home team on this. They're not the best team in the conference. They're not even the best team in Ohio. I go with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go – I don't know. The Bengals defense, man, look real suspect and especially what happened with the Jets recently. So I just think uh, they're going to, you know, self-recognize that they got to put up points. They got to keep putting up points. They got to keep throwing that ball to Jamar Chase because he's pretty unstoppable at the moment, you know, and I think he could open up their offense a lot. They can score more, but man, they got to score. If they're not scoring, they're not going to win. They're going to face a tough defense against the Browns, Um Man, I want to. I want to say. I want to say the Browns because you know they got a good team. But I think the Bengals are going to win this. You know, it's really a really important divisional game. Um, they're they're kind of in the lead, so they understand if they take this game, that's huge going forward. So
0: especially for that. I'm division. gonna have
1: to go with, Especially for that division, it, it's like this could almost change the whole year for them right now if they can win this game. So I think they're gonna put everything forward, and the Bengals are gonna come through and, and really close the game because they've done a really great job the last two weeks of. Of, you know, kicking a team's butt, but they don't close. You know, you don't win. So you, you got to close, man. You really do. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals.
0: Nice. We're going to call that game three in our pick six. Where I'm nixing out the Jets and Panthers because we had seven. We had seven games on this pick six, and that's the one. That, that's that's the one we're just going to do an obvious is obvious. Let's go to game four, Packers. Going to Arrowhead. Play the Chiefs.
1: I think it's going to be a spank down, man. I mean – I think freaking Packers are going to absolutely destroy the Chiefs. Because mm. um, I just think that energy, you know, once that energy starts to play a factor, you know, the, for whatever reason it is, the Chiefs, they just they just fall. They just fail right now. So bad execution from the Chiefs. They get one or two turnovers. It's going to be a blowout. So I think uh, it's going to be the Packers on this one.
0: I'm going to go Packers too. And the, the, re- and it's, to me, it's, it's rather interesting that everyone's talking about like, are the Dallas the number one team in, in football. And it's, to me, it's so disrespectful to the Green Bay Packers who I believe also only have one loss. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And
1: first, first and thing. as far
0: as strength of schedule is concerned, they, I mean, I know they caught Arizona at the, at the right time or whatever, but you at the, with that being said, you still have to win that game too. So um and to me, the Cowboys aren't, they're not the best team in football right now they're, they're because they're not even the best team in, in, in the NFC. It's to me, it's the Green Bay Packers. And I think they are going to give the Chiefs the chop. <laughs> Let's go to game five. <laughs> I had to pause on that. Let's go to game five. We have the Titans visiting the Rams. The Titans uh, do not have Derrick Henry. I'm going to go first on this one. Um, yeah, I go first on this one. Going Rams, two reasons: one, they signed Von Miller, and Von Miller's only gonna do only gonna do great things on that team. And the second reason is the Titans lost Derrick Henry, losing Derrick Henry, gaining Von Miller. Uh, the pick to me, I know, any given Sunday, but to me, this this pick is academic. I'm going Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna also
1: go with the with the with the Rams on this one. Um, not only that, but uh. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you know, the Rams, uh, they might not even use Von Miller for the next couple of weeks. I th- he's been pretty banged up on the, on the Broncos. So they might even, you know, sit him or place him in IR even until the playoff comes around. Cause yeah, he's a great player, but they also need him for to beat better teams or great teams, you know? So I think they might even stash him this week and they'll say, Hey, if we win, we lose, you know, whatever, you know, I think we can, and think we can take this game. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Great running, great, great, great offense, and the defense is starting to come together.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is also another team that I think is better than the Dallas Cowboys uh, in the NFC. Last, last game, game six, let's see who goes lone wolf on this. We got the Bears visiting the Steelers. Okay, I'll go first on this one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> One, two, tell me you who are you, the Bears. Three, four, tell me who's going to score, the Bears. Say it again, the Bears. I'm going with my man from Ohio State. I'm going with my mobile quarterback. I think he has a coming coming out party of what used to be Three Rivers. I don't know what the hell it's called now. Um, I won't call it a passing of the torch because this this Ben Roethlisberger is a two-time Super Bowl champ, so that would be disrespectful. But... but with that being said, I picked the Bears to beat the Steelers at least this
1: night. Um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Um oh. I just think. <laughs> I think when it comes down to this, like uh, my biggest thing that I make a mistake on is I look at what the Steelers have done the past weeks or leading up to, which is a good indication. But I also you also got to look at what type of team they're facing. And the Bears, although they're talented, they're not very experienced, right. you know. And I think that. When you come into a team, or you come and play against a team who is very disciplined, very experienced, has a lot of uh, past success, yep, that kind of rubs off, you know. And uh, I, I just think that um, even I think Justin Fields is gonna have a great day. I, I just don't think the rest of the Chicago Bears might have as good as a day. Um, I think they're gonna stop that run. They're gonna plug that run. They're gonna pressure Justin Fields out of the pocket, which might help him at first, but he's gonna have a tough day ahead of him. You know that defense is is tough. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers on this one. Again, I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, then the Steelers uh, probably win by three or four.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Uh, that concludes our pick six. Actually, I have the totals right now. I'm um, a total of uh, 26 wins, 16 losses, 26 and 16. Rob McLean, ladies and gentlemen, is 23 and 19. And the guests, the people who battle the host right now are 29 and 13. seems like we're always chilling them, but at the end, You, 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 you always catch up. You, you, you do. Yeah, that's that's why you don't see me talking shit, man. You, 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 you you have that look like. Just wait for it, Jay. (laughs) All right, that's our pick six. We got topic number three, of course, mixed martial arts. Seems like the natural order things for this this podcast. UFC 267 was amazing. Uh, We had a long conversation about styles, making fights, and this and that, but. What a great title match with Corey Sanhagen and Peter John! It's somewhere at the end. If you didn't know who Sanhagen H- was, in the middle you started cheering for him. You know, it's like I don't know this guy, but man, he he's got heart. You know, um, Glover Chichera, uh against Jan Bl- Blakovic. We both pick Jan, but at the same time, I think I speak for both of us that we're happy for Glover. You know, he's, he's been in the he's been in the game for a long time, and to see him get something at the end, oh, that was pretty cool. So with that being re- I said, Rob. I'm going to go first on this one. Which match entertained me the most? I think it was the, the main event. I think it was glover and, and Jan Blakovich because we expected this to be a five-round war. But instead, Glover did something on, this, on the feet. The, again, the guy I grew up or wanting to emulate Mike Tyson. So you knew he could hit people. You know, and you knew that he had a good ground game because he's he's slickly submitted some some really, really long, long and athletic fighters, you know, of Saint Prue was a rear naked choke. Um, uh, I, I know he beat Rampage uh, like when Rampage was in his prime. So this guy's been around the wrong. I mean, Anthony Johnson slept him, but Anthony, Anthony Johnson at that time was sleeping everybody. So that's kind of what gave people cause the pause of oh, John Jones beat him. OK, John Jones is the greatest of all time, <laughs> you know, or possibly the greatest of all time. So I saw a little bit of panic. I think uh, Glover smelled that panic. And as soon as he put on the rear naked choke properly, there was an immediate tap out. And there was something really nostalgic and exciting where Dana was happy for him. Even Jan who lost was, you know, humble in defeat and, and, and victory. That's him. But even he was like, congratulations. So um, that was the one that, that I, I was very emotional about because I'm, I'm a longtime MMA fan and I watched this match way back when when he had papers, he had problems with his papers getting into the United States. And here he is. Um, the light heavyweight champion of the UFC who you got for me, man. Rep? I mean, man,
1: if anybody watched those fights, you can't, you can't say that Jan and Corey Sanhagen wasn't, you know, the most exciting the night, like that was uh what a great fight. Um, I still, you know, what I, what I really saw was, uh, uh Peter Jan, um, you know, really, really consistent, really clean. Um, I think it's going to be such a good fight coming up with uh, Sterling next, but it's crazy to me how, uh, how, you know, I look at Corey Sanhagen, who's, you know, definitely an offensive fighter, but um, it almost gives me more praise for Al Jermaine Sterling, you know, because you almost saw none of that offense, none of that offense against Sterling, you know, he hit him a couple good times. Sure. But there was no like full five round beat down of another dude, you know? So, I have to give Sterling a huge credit on that. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see what happens in the, in the fight coming up uh, whenever he does come back. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic fight. I just think, you know, Corey got a little, um, you know, two different levels and, uh, you know, probably could have gone for some more takedowns in the beginning, gotten to think a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good fight, really good fight, very entertaining, probably my fight of the night.
0: Yeah, man, and and probably one of the candidates for fight of the year. I really liked it. You know, maybe maybe not the it's winner, but, but in that conversation, uh, here's definitely. the um the actual winner list. Um, and it seems like the Russians um love Abu Dhabi, don't they? Spe- specifically, uh, the ones from Dagestan. The Dagestani fighters are really really doing their thing, and we we had a mm-hmm. conversation about you know styles. stuff we, we before off the air, we had a, we had a conversation about styles, making fights, and like what's really entertaining and what's not. But um, I'd like to see if we could push that to next week um, when we talk about Thug Rose and we talk about this one, these fights that are coming up next. Okay, is that cool? Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so we got UFC 268 coming up. We have Thug Rose <laughs> fighting Wang Zeli, right? Uh, Zeli Wang, right? We have, what else? We have... Oh, the main event! I, I, again, I never saw two people that wanted each other so bad as Kamaru Usman and, and um, Kobe Covington. This is a rematch. This is Covington and Usman two. The first time, I thought they were kind of dead, even going into the fifth round, or or, or some would say Kamaru was up three one, and there was a referee. Um, the referee stopped the fight. I thought intelligently. Um, because even though he wasn't out of it he wasn't intelligently defending himself and he's still he's still cry feeling about that and he's he's so happy to have this match back so we are going to do the top three matches and we're gonna pick we're gonna just take a look at this because this card is savage look at that rob hmm. dude hey we got some sarah bjj guys Jean Valente was former, formerly with him might still be with him um, Ali Quinta against Bobby Green. Two guys I like to stand and bang. That's going to be an interesting match. Alex Paheya. That dude doing backflips and somersaults in the ring. I mean, in the cage. Uh, but let's... Right Gaby and Chandler, man. That's Ooh. going
1: to be the game.
0: Yes. So, actually, let's start with that one. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. I'm going to go first on that one. I... If it were a couple of years ago where... Gaethje just decides to stay in the ring and, and just play rock'em, sock'em robots. I would have given Chandler more of a chance on this. But Gaethje's picking his shots. He's um mm-hmm. he's become half volume and at the same time not not sacrificing his power. He is a dangerous dude. And, and we saw him do that against Tony Ferguson and even survived an uppercut in that first and second round against Ferguson. And I pick him to be Chandler.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great fight. I think also because uh, – You know, Gagey loves to kick, and man, I don't think Chandler has really faced a guy who can chop his legs up like that. As a wrestler, you do not want to lose your mobility, and the way he strikes, too, is a very mobile type of striking. So I think it's going to be a very interesting chess match that's going (laughs) to get blown up really quick, and uh, yeah, I mean, because Gage is going to take a punch. You know, and so Gage is taking a punch and Chandler. can I don't think Chandler can take a punch. He's got a pretty glass jaw. So uh, Gagey does doesn't want to go to the ground. So, you know, he's got good defense. It's, it's a really good matchup. I really like this fight. I definitely think that Gage is going to win this. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be perfect because I think this is exactly where Chandler should have started. He should have started not with a championship fight. He did not yeah. deserve that. Boy, he what Dan, he deserved is Dan a hooker. top four. A top four.
0: Yeah. So what? So Islam deserves a, a, a top shot now. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Like, well, he deserves a shot at someone in the top four. I mean, the, the people are saying, hiding.
1: You know. But I'm just saying that somebody shouldn't get a title <laughs> shot because they beat Dan Hooker. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's not he's not the the litmus test for a championship fight. But if you talk about you know what Chandler uh, could bring to this division, I think he could totally be a champion. But he he's not ready for it so this is a great fight to show your level to show what where you are in in the in the division instead of being gifted a division uh you know a top five ranking hmm. uh and yeah i think uh gage is going to win this but i also don't think it's going to be a finish i think it's going to be a decision uh and i think that gage is going to come through with some points
0: okay yeah we definitely agree that that like Dan Dan Hooker at the time was ranked number five and he 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 was he, he was actually fi- um looked like he was gonna be in the mix to fight like one more fight go and so ensuing to the title. Um the whole the whole glass show thing, I think his gla- his jaw became glass because because if you get into these slugfests sooner or later, right? then uh, uh, people sure. are not going to have to hit you as hard or whatever. If you remember Eddie Alvarez, I think he fought every Eddie Alvarez at least twice, maybe three times and they just stood and banged. He fought Will Brooks. Will Brooks, you know, is not in the UFC anymore, but that dude hits hard. You know, sure. he fought he fought uh, Pitbull, sure. the Pitbull brothers, you know what I'm saying? They're 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 short armed but they're sneaky. They change levels and that's probably why he got he got like a one like a one match and then in. You know what I mean? It's not. It's really not that uncommon. I mean, I remember Nick Diaz uh, from Strikeforce has promised a title shot. You know, Aldo. You know, some some people were even given belts. But I don't hold. I mean, I'm not prepared to debate you on that. I don't. I don't think you're totally wrong either on that one. I think. I just think. Um, I get, a, a maybe I'm just trying thing. to rationalize their their reasoning on that. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
1: I mean, let's be honest. You know, he's a a, a splash guy. You know, like he yeah. can't. He's a. Cha- he was a champion. Uh-huh. He lost. That's yep. why I think he shouldn't have gotten a championship fight, but he lost his last fight at, to, to defend his title before he came into the UFC and then off of a loss beat Dan Hunker. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't expect him to, you know, I did ex- I do expect him to lose. I do expect Michael Chandler to get, you know, beat again. I didn't think, should he have beaten Charles Oliveira? I don't think he was ready for that. I, no. mean, like I, you were saying I just too, thought that was about- Charles time, Charles in charge. Well even so, uh, and 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 Because if Charles at any other time in his career, if he would have gone up and gotten that championship fight, he would not have been ready for it. And we would all been like, Ah, I don't know, is he ever gonna make it there? You know? Yep. That those that psychological barriers, as much as even Dan Hooker would say, Oh yeah, I know how to get up from a tough loss, I've been knocked out, I've been choked out, I've been all this Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day you've been choked out, you've been knocked out, you've been all this stuff, you know. So those are things you gotta go back and fix and I'd rather take the guy who hasn't been there and you know, is looking to, to win those championship fights. You know, so
0: yeah.
1: I'm down. I just think it's it's a it's a, it's a it's a it's a fine line between you know having some guy that becomes a long term journeyman and somebody who is in a process to win a, a championship. I right. think, and not to go too far with this, Johnny Walker uh-huh. is a guy who's right on the precipice of those two paths. Yeah, is he going to be a long term journeyman or is he on the path to a champion?
0: I think his next match is is going to tell us a whole lot about that. Mm, yep. I yeah. think
1: the last one already told it. <laughs> yeah. To be honest.
0: Yeah, but I, I again, I get their reasoning. We got we have people to get title matches because they won, they were the champion in a division lower, <laughs> right? Like Connor got to skip sure. the line. Um, Cejudo got to skip the line. John Jones sure. can stay out of jail and roll off his couch, and 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 Dana will give him a heavyweight title title shot
1: within the same promotion, though. You know that uh, matters a lot. It does You know, because yeah. he's he's put in the time, he's a UFC product. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, you know. It does make sense. All right, let's go on to our co-main event. We have Rose Thug Rose Nama Yunus against mm-hmm. Zhang Wiley. And man, uh, you gotta go first on this one.
1: You know, I the first time when they when they came up to fight each other, I was I was gonna say I was just as I am right now. I'm a little nervous for Rose, you know, I'm like. This girl could really beat her the hell up. (laughs) This girl could really hurt this girl. Um, But then I think back to how this is the same way I felt about the first fight with Joanna. You know, this is the the way I felt about the second fight with Joanna. Like, maybe she's right. Maybe it was just an aberration, you know. Maybe she's not going to sneak in a kick under under her perfect, uh, you know, perfect... uh, Yep what's it called? The perfect hands up and, like, you know, knock her out in the first round. You know, maybe what happens if that doesn't happen, you know? Way has a lot, of, a lot of tools. But, man, Rose is just tough, man. She's tough. Even when she loses, she loses tough. And, and this goes to all fighters. The better you are, you know, and this is Davidson Figueroa has got this issue. Yep. The better you are, the faster. the faster you are, like, the quicker you get better the less time you have to, like, have those tough battles and, and have to, like, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, let's just say, you know, to use a quote. Yep. No, um, yep. I, I don't think that a lot of people have that, that, that toughness. That and dog. Uh, yeah, and she definitely has that. I'm not saying no way it doesn't, but no. she hasn't, you know, Joanna has that dog, you know, and you have a hematoma on the top of your head. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Way has been in a lot of battles. Yeah. She got that dog has, too, man. Hmm? She does, but I don't think she has the dog to finish that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She has it to, to, to stay in that fight, but to finish. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Rose in this. I think it's going to be a four round burner and Rose is going to finish her in four in the fourth round.
0: Well, to quote one of my favorite movies, Sometimes if you got a mean junkyard dog, you can't fight him with ASPCA rules. You got to let the leash off your bigger, meaner, nastier junkyard dog. Enter Rose Thug Rose Namajunas. She is like you said she is a rough rider and it's probably the first female athlete we have, we have ever we have ever referred to that as you know what i mean i mean we could definitely say the same thing about amanda nunez but that's a whole other level that's a whole other story with that being said i um she surprises people with their power Cause there are a lot of people that kind of see it coming and they're like you know what i could block this i could survive this joanna stuck her chin out she's like rose rose gonna hit me with a left a, a left cross or whatever or like a straight left i think i got it i think i got it and i can make her pay but then next thing you know you're dropped your legs go out and you don't even know why <laughs> you don't even know why and the answer is why the answer is this girl hits hard and by the way, that's not even her strong suit. Her strong suit is she's gotten slick, yeah, nasty ass submissions, man. I remember true, Michelle Waterson. I'm not talking about Pays Van Zandt. Van Zant. I mean, it would be disrespectful to say that that doesn't count. But I think there are levels to this, so I had to use the Karate hottie, who is also a slick submission specialist. So that's why I use that example. Um, Rose shows people that it's not a fluke. She did fight. Reminding people, she did fight Joanna twice. Because the first time she fought her, that was everyone called that a top five upset in the history of the UFC, right. and at the time they were right. But you mm-hmm. beat her again. Joanna thought she won; she really didn't. Thug Rose won that four to uh, four to one. Um, and yeah, gotta go with Thug Rose on this one. we're, we're, we're both picking the same thing. I mean, I could be a fighter of the year candidate, though, right? That's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be four candidate. rounds it's gonna of just be...
1: absolute toughness, and then she's just she's just gonna finish
0: Can <laughs> the lady? i mean in, in this stacked card where you got Frankie Egger fighting marlon vera alex Pehera, right. you got ala Quenta wow like right now i'm looking at the like the top 10 matches in the prelims and the main card i think the the girls can steal this show this, i think who runs the For world sure. girls girls um main event uh <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is just when we have a chance to settle down and exhale and t- fully take in what would ha- what's going to happen in this title match at, at Women's Drawweight, we still got one more after that. We have to re- reboot, recalibrate because, ladies and gentlemen, the main event is Kamaro Uzman defending his title for the second time against Kobe Covington. Um, I go first on this one. Kobe was willing to do whatever it took to get back to that title picture. He fought Tyron, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley had previously lost to Gilbert Burns and, and had lost the title to, um, to, uh, to Kamaru Usman. And I'm not going to make that, um, I'm not going to cheapen his victory because the way he beat Tyron Woodley was totally, total dominance. It was hands. It was wrestling against a Division One wrestler at uh, University of Missouri. And he used his head, Cause does Tyron look like he's going for a guillotine? And he used his head to, to crack a rib. That is a nasty, nasty, nasty mean junkyard dog. That is Kobe Covington. But let me tell you something. Kamara Usman, this is the kind of fight he gets up for. This is the kind of fight he gets up for. Anyone that wants to before, ladies and gentlemen, before you need to watch that first match before you even you even sniff this one. Two wrestlers. If you look at their whole career, they predicated their career on taking people down, grounding pounds, going submissions or sometimes just riding out decisions cuz they're just dominant wrestlers. There was not one single takedown attempt <laughs> in 5 rounds for two of the best wrestlers in the in this division. Kobe deserves it and I'm glad they didn't make him fight another one. He, he only would have I think he would have murked Masvidal too, you know, or or, or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Laden prayed or may or just went after him. And Kamaru Usman He's been a fighting champion for Masvidal twice, beat Gilbert Burns, who we know is no scrub. I mean, what? And and beat Covington. That's four title defenses. Who you got? I got got Uzman.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the short, I'm just going to say I got Uzman. But let me say, Kobe Covington, man, he's going to get beat. (laughs) He's going to get beat up. And this is why. Um, I think Kobe's a great fighter. I think he's going to come in and do, you know, what he does. Uh, I think that his strength is through his wrestling. So, if he can't wrestle, big, big business. Big, bad business for him. You know, Kamar Usman, he could wrestle, but he's been training hard to be great at the stand-up. And you can tell. Um, Every fight, right? He's why. gotten better. Every fight he's got, And this is why I'm telling you this is going to be a real bad fight for Kobe Covington because – And not because of who he fought, because in the fashion that he knocked him out. I have never seen, never seen somebody in that division get knocked out so viciously as what Kamar Usman did to uh, Jorge Masvidal. And I'm not saying that because, oh, Masvidal is not good enough and they're two (laughs) different levels. Mm -hmm. It's because Masvidal is the smaller guy. He's the quicker guy. And he got not only hit with one punch, he got absolutely destroyed by a right hand. And that wasn't even – it was a, a quick one-two that Usman just decided, even if I'm going to hit it, even if I don't hit, I'm going to put everything into this one. And he didn't overextend. He just hit it right on the button. That's an issue. That's a real issue for anybody trying to go up against this guy because just like I was talking about, about all those Russian wrestlers that we just saw, if you can go back to wrestling and you piecing somebody up on the feet, that's over. That's what Cosmo's doing. That's what uh, uh, Khabib did. That's what Islam did this past week. I mean, Islam did it cleaner than I ever seen it before. I mean, it was just like as soon as this guy was not ready to punch or or, or else, he just ran in on his legs, tied him up, and just choked him out. Like it was crazy. So that's what I'm saying is. There's going to be like, and maybe it's for a couple years, maybe it's until the styles change. But wrestlers are about to dominate this sport, just like Michael Chandler's about yeah. to do. He doesn't yeah. even have a stand-up game. All he does is run in for that takedown. And if you think he's going to switch levels, he's coming with the overhand right, over over left, and right. It's like that's a pretty basic offense that used to be used in the UFC for a long time ago, and now it's coming back. Um, but yeah, I just see, I just see like. Uzman, who again is not even doing running forward, overhand, overhand, left or right. He's actually trying to beat you with a technical uh, stand-up game. That yeah. is scary. And man, the, the the power he has behind those punches, with how little he's putting into them. Uzman, man, Covington, man, stop, stop, stop making this guy mad because I I want to see him get his jaw broke again. Honestly, I do. I like, yeah. I can't stand this guy. So, yeah, it's going to be Usman all day, and that's the end of it.
0: Well, two interesting facts. Jorge Masvidal, in what looks like 50 fights, has only been KO'd once. That was hard. You go, damn. And um, I don't know if that was in Brazil, but I'm, I'm actually looking that up right now. That was in Japan. Uh, but that was 2008. Masvidal is a tough dude to knock out. All right. The second thing I, we were talking about wrestlers. Um, one thing before we go into shame or no shame, Kamzat Chiminov uh last four fights. All four of his opponents have a combined one strike landed. It's fucking ridiculous. I know. I know. Yeah. I saw that. We'll talk about it more as as the welterweight and the light heavyweight um title tends uh, to shape take 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 better shape watching these right we got a justin gaethje fight and that's gonna that's gonna change the landscape that might whoever loses that might fight comes out maybe right because you're not gonna lose and then and then keep keep, you know just sit on your seat and keep fighting up i think you gotta fight you know you gotta fight down so ladies and gentlemen that closes the door on mma at least for now great weekend coming up man you need to watch that but for now one of my favorite topics ladies and gentlemen i bring to you to shame or not to shame
1: Shame, shame,
0: shame, shame, shame. Shame. Okay, let's do a little reconfigure here. And I think I got this right, Rob. Oh, oh, I'm getting better at this. (laughs) I don't need no stinking tech. (laughs) Rob's like, yes, you do. No, I don't. yes you do. No, I don't. Oh, Rob to shame or not to shame. Um, let's bring your attention to the Dallas Cowboys game. The Minnesota Vikings losing to the Cowboys without a star, without a, 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 a true starting quarterback. To shame or not to shame.
1: Oh absolutely. I don't need a metaphor for this one. It's absolutely a shame. I mean, come on guys. And, and I gotta say it on this. Kirk Cousins, fully guaranteed contract playing like trash got one of the best two best receivers got the best receiving duo in the league easily uh you can tell me anybody this guy is just bad i'm sorry he's got dalvin cook he's got a decent offensive line he's got a pretty solid defense and then three and four i mean (laughs) how do you lose to a backup quarterback what does that say about you what does that say about you as a quarterback I, like, because I—it's funny because I saw at the end of the game. This would be my last fifteen seconds. I saw at the end of the game, this guy Kirk Cousins roll up to this guy Cooper Rush, give him a handshake. That mom, good job, young man. Good job, you did great. I'm making forty times the amount you making. Dude. It's like that's crazy. That's crazy. This guy is just terrible. I always hated Kirk Cousins, and now I just like him a little bit less.
0: <laughs> Rob. Just like you, I probably don't need a whole minute for this, but um, I'm not going to go shame. I'm going to go no shame, and that is because if Br- Dak Prescott was in this game, they probably would have beat him even worse. I think the, the Cowboys would have rolled up 35, 40 points on them. They had they had good momentum. Zeke, Zeke, um, they had a uh, what you would call the traditional strategy, put it in the box, Make the make the rookie guy beat you with his with his throws and beat him with his throws he wasn't terribly great but he, he I thought his throws were timely and I, I, between you and me like as a you as a Giants fan you'll take the, the right throw at the right time better than any any beefed up stat any day of the week week and twice on Sunday but for I'm disagreeing with you but I'm gonna go no shame on this but for all the same reasons you say shame <laughs> all right cool that's well, that's, that's good. Yeah, man, look, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> and I, ain't, I ain't even, yeah, I spared everybody the 14 seconds. We ain't honking a horn on this one. Actually, no need, no I no think need. we are. Did you hear that? It's still yeah. running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have our next category. Next to last, we're moving right along, and this one's called Quick Question. Quick Question. Or Quick Question. Or oh, my bass voice, I could do Quick Quick Question. Um, all right, Rob, quick question. Derrick Henry's out. Are the Titans out of the playoffs?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. I gotta agree. I don't think 10 and seven is good enough to get you in the, the, into the playoffs. And I think that's as good as they're going to do. They face the Texans twice. I think that's a win Jags. Okay. Dolphins, but then you got Rams, Patriots, Saints, Steelers, Niners. No way. Um, Quick question, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFL? I'll answer this first. The same way I answered it before they're not even the best team in the NFC. And I'm a, and I know I'm a, I'm a Cowboy hater, but be real. You got the Rams and you got the Packers. Yeah, they're up there, but uh not with rush
1: and not with Dak Prescott. Right. So, no.
0: A <laughs> uh, quick question, Rob, who's going to finish first in the AFC North? Give me one team. Um, Packers? Mm-hmm. AFC North, sorry. Oh, AFC. Yeah, I'm NFC North AFC. is. You're like, is that is that a trick sorry, question, is that, is that Packers, question? dude? <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead.
1: Who you, who you got? Who you got?
0: Um, I go Bengals.
1: Oh. Uh. Yeah. 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 Browns. I'm gonna go with Browns. I think they they turn around. Let's see
0: who we got? come on now come on they got talent they got talent bro they got talent oh my god i sound like scooby-doo raggy um let's see quick question let's see um this is last last week but i got i'm gonna ask it again can the patriots make the playoffs
1: oh yeah no doubt no doubt
0: I, i said no last week and um and i still say no but I, I, so every week they're going to make me a believer where I got to eat them turds, you know? Um, quick question. Early season, season favorites to get to the NBA Finals. I'll go first on this one. Um, I like the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they have all the all all the same players coming back with all with no drama, and I think sustainability to be able to get to the end and have a good position at least third, second, or first. I think they'll be back in the finals uh, again. they're and I think they're gonna play the Lakers. The Lakers have a lot of depth, and if you look at that team full of veterans, they're like we're not even worried about getting to the, we just get in and we'll be fine. But they have to learn their lesson from last year.
1: We gonna get to the finals, <laughs> east and Oof. west, baby. Um. You know, I really like the Heat. The Heat look real nice. Um, yeah, them are the Bulls, I really like them. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are an easy pick. Um, yeah, I, I go with uh, probably the Lakers and, uh, and, the the, and the Heat, let's say.
0: Okay, Lakers and Heat.
1: Go back to the last year, or the COVID season final.
0: Yep. Hey, quick question. Um, Von Miller to the Rams. Thumbs up or thumbs down? academic big thumbs up big, big thumbs, thumbs up. up a quick question with henry out peterson's actually flying in to work out with the tennessee titans good idea bad idea
1: big great idea yeah. just runs runs the way derrick henry should run
0: yeah right and he always Finishes comes in shape, his runs right yep. and you don't have to worry about that guy getting in football shape i think he walks around no. in football shape right he's um yeah, absolutely they say father time's undefeated that, that is absolute nonsense i think father time wins at the end but uh, I think we both know Adrian Peterson has handed father time plenty of ass whoopings along the way and he, and he will, and looks like he's going to get another chance. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the end of the quick question, Rob. But before we go, I really, really wanted to share this with you. Uh, for Halloween, there are people that decorate their yards, the people that do all this, but I want to give a big shout out to one of my favorite defensive players, uh, Bruce Smith. Uh, as far as like defensive players, LT is number one. Bruce Smith and Michael Strahan, all New Yorkers, but it is what it is. Uh, even though, you know, Haley, Haley's, a, you know, the guy to play for the Cowboys and the Niners. Good, I think. Um, Charles Haley, ooh, he was he was pretty nasty. So Bruce Smith, check this out. He put two hundred gravestones. I, I believe he's a sack leader. It's either him or Strahan. He put gravestones <laughs> in his yard. Two hundred gravestones. Isn't that crazy? Look at And look at the names. Remember Dave Brown from the Giants? Remember Ranzo Cunningham? Terry Collins. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He, Brad you know?
1: Johnson. Brad Johnson. Where's that? Yeah. I don't know. If bottom right. Vinny, Vinny
0: Testaverde. Yeah. What else? Bubby Brister. Drew Bledsoe. Dan Marino.
1: John Elway. Todd wow. Trank.
0: Dude, Montana. See him in the end? Mm-hmm. Trent Green, Flutie Flakes, <laughs> Flutie Flakes, Ray Lucas, third string quarterback, Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar, Mark Brunel, Mark Brunel, yeah, dope, so, big up to Bruce Smith, that's luck that's how you decorate your yard he got the idea from um miles garrett because miles garrett had like graystones everywhere when he sacked and bruce is like i like that idea i want to think I, I think i want to do that and it's not and it it was like a friendly thing he wasn't trying to show him up but you know there's respect there so big shout out to mm-hmm. bruce smith for doing something fun for halloween i think we all did something fun for halloween um something i want to talk about thursday but i want to get more more details uh Not a close personal friend of mine, but a colleague, a volleyball colleague, Matt Furbringer, and his wife, Joy, who's the head coach of Long Beach State, were summarily um, dismissed from their position in the middle of the season. Season not even over. Um, And the way it happened, basically, they were given 30 minutes to to pack all their stuff and security escorted them out like they were like freaking criminals. And um, you know me, Rob. This is without all the facts because Greg Faulkner is going to come on a podcast Thursday and I'm going to carry this water for both of us. That's why I saved it for the end. I'm a big believer of not letting someone's pedigree give them first, second, third, fourth chances. You're an Olympian. If 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 your team sucks, you got to go, right? So they've been there four seasons, but I, but I do know they've only had three winning records the last six seasons. So and I don't know which years or which or whatever. And again, I don't have all the facts, but I will say this: the way removing someone like that who's beloved by the community is 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 wrongheaded. And I don't know if that's procedure, but That's 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 just ridiculous. You know, first of all, getting rid of him in the middle of the season is is, makes me wonder what really happened, which is why you don't hear me saying people should be ashamed of themselves, which is what I want to say. My first take is this athletic director should be ashamed of himself. He should just remove himself. But but that's my first take. Right. So without knowing all the facts, that's that's something me and Greg, Greg Faulkner, Cal Northridge guy He's a club coach. He's um, also the um, the assistant coach at Cal Northridge. Um, beloved in the South Bay community, we'll chat a little bit about that. So people stay tuned this Thursday, but before we go, Rob, is there anything you'd like to say to this wonderful world population? Stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. Stay happy, stay healthy. That is Rob. Rob might love you guys, but me, I don't love any of y'all right now. I'm feeling sick. In fact, I can't stand y'all. So for all of y'all at home, for all of you actually getting dinner now, we're recording this late for all of you on your iPad, your Droid, your iPhone 12, your iPhone 15, your iPhone 55, <laughs> for my man Rob, keep it, McLean, McLean. I'm Jason DeBias. See you next time. Thanks, guys.